Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey guys, and welcome to Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast. Now here's your hosts, Stocks and Sparks. There's only one thing that has to be said. Mm-hmm. Your tea is getting better. Funny you should say that. We shared a tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> Last one in the cupboard. Dear God. As somebody famous once said, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And that is exactly what is happening in the Five Yard Rush studio today, guys. The wheels will come off. As all good captains should, I'm going to go down with a ship. But Sparky, I expect you to jump when the water is at knee level. Yeah, pretty much. Welcome back to Five Yard Rush, guys. Don't forget to support the show by following us on Instagram and Twitter at Five Yard Rush. And downloading our podcast. Download it indeed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Podbean. Still yet to break Spotify, but once we hit that... One day. The juggle will be rolling. How are you doing, Sparky? I'm all good. I feel much better. What did you do this Sunday? Nothing. Me neither. Really depressing. Don't know what to do with myself. I don't have the football counter in front of me, but... It's, put, it's, it's just long. it's too depressing to even worry about what what it says. We might be just under two hundred days, maybe. <laughs> God willing. Yeah. Well, actually, football starts in August sometime. There's a Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens and the Bears are playing. Okay. Just dragged that off the top of my head. Pretty pleased with that. <laughs> now you were asking me earlier about the fall league. Is it? Spring League. Spring League. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking of... Sort of an uh, early rookie question. Never heard of it. What is it? It's a four-team league created by the NFL and Canadian Football League to showcase the talent available 
I guess they're all sort of free agents. Yep. I said prior to the draft, I take it. No, not to the draft. To free agency yeah. passing. Sorry, yeah, that's that's what I meant. I should probably stop guessing as my rookie corner questions last week were has been pointed out pretty poor my answers uh, my first one was well one of them was to do with free agency and a player can say no I didn't realise they could say no but they can say no but if they do say no it's frowned upon by other teams because it's sort of looked at that you don't want to play for that team so why would you want to come play for us that right okay. but you can say no uh, a couple of famous players have done it I can't remember them off the top of my head apologies and the second answer was about the taking a knee in the end zone yeah um it, i said it used to be from the 30 and it got bought back but it actually used to be at the 20 and pushed forward five yards right okay um, and that was to stop people doing a balloon kick you know because it was coming up short and then people were just getting absolutely annihilated all right so that's why it got pushed i'll see so thanks for eventually hearing those up yeah shout out to the lady listener from pittsburgh uh, I'm very sorry and keep pointing out my errors because it only makes me more knowledgeable so thanks very much yeah I'm sure I can uh, dig out a couple of rookie corner questions for this week as well there you go. looking forward to it so today's show we have got news as always some sort of quiz that Sparky has conjured up from the depths of his NFL knowledge if I fail I fail miserably and then we've got the fantasy quarterback rankings and stuff like that which hopefully we can get into this week we can try. So let's start with the news. Right. Uh, well, breaking news today. Larry Fitz, a sign for another year. Yeah, buddy. That should be good. PPR monster. Yeah, PPR monster. Although we don't know who his quarterback's going to be, but... Um, Very true. I'm sure there'll be a whole long list of players wanting to throw at him. Yeah, why not? One of the most consistent wide routes. So yeah, it's good to have him back. And we heard this week that the Colts finally have a new head coach. After in the McDaniels issues. Yeah. And uh, Frank Reich, yep. do you know where he's come from? He came from the Eagles, and he's the OC, I believe. Ah, so loss for the Eagles. Yeah, not only have they lost their quarterback's coach, now they've lost their OC, but wait and see what happens there. could be quite an interesting... It's it's funny, this. You, get, you get a winning squad and formula together, and then all of a sudden you've lost two key pieces. And Interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, same kind of Patriots have lost, they've lost a couple of backstaff members this off-season. Could have been worse. Yes. But um, yeah, it's be interesting to see how they reshape. Um, what else have we got here? The Jets have a new offensive coordinator in Jeremy Bates. Yeah, from inside, right? The quarterback coach, was he? Wide out coach? Quite possibly, yeah. I think he was a quarterback coach. He, Sparky shaking his head at me with his absolute <laughs> no idea of who he is. Uh, what else is in the news? Janikowski. Yes. Bye-bye from the Raiders. Yeah, 15 years, was it? Something like that? Yeah, he's been there a long time. So I don't know whether he's retiring or just leaving the Raiders. I'm not sure on that. That's probably got something to do with Gruden. Quite possibly. Johnny Manziel is going to return. Yeah, well, um, we sort kind of. of. Touched on his going to the sp- Spring League. Spring League. In the hope of getting a game or two. Yeah, I think uh, it's a good place for him to showcase his talent. Former first round pick for the Browns. He's been suffering with bipolar, alcoholism, that sort of stuff. But he's got himself on the straight and narrow, apparently. And his bipolar is under control, which is good for him. And he's ready for a comeback. If you follow him on any of the socials, you'll see that he's been putting, well, workout videos on and stuff. And he looks in good shape, looks fast, explosive. So it'd be nice to see him get back into the league. Um, and the Browns could do with a quarterback. <laughs> so why not, ta- why not yeah. bring him back? Yeah. Bring- on that note of the Browns, uh, I'm not sure who's just said, but someone has basically said to the Kirk Cousins, 
Joe Thomas, that was. Do not dismiss the Browns. Please look carefully at them. Do not write them off. Obviously, massive amount of cap space and some good draft selections this year. Let's see how they go in the free agency, but they could they could turn around. Yeah. It'd be pretty good. Yeah, Joe Thomas, offensive lineman. Uh, uh, had the most snap streak. I think he was 10,000 snaps in a row he made, so he never injured or anything. He got injured this season. Uh, so that run is over. Uh, the Chiefs have released uh, linebacker Derek Johnson. Okay. Uh, yeah, just thought I'd let you know. And yeah. the Niners have signed Dan Kilgore to a three-year extension in the centre. Nice. So that's good do, for them. Do you know how much that was worth? Uh, I don't, but we've got that new website where we can probably find that out. Yeah, give me two seconds. Uh, the Chiefs as well also have released Darrell Rivas, I think. Have they? Yeah. Who's he? He's a defensive player. He's a cornerback or a safety. Pretty good. Came from, been at the Jets, also been at the Patriots. Oh, okay. But then they did get that other chap in the Washington deal, didn't they? The Chiefs. They did. So yeah, there might be a case of one in, one out. Who am I searching for here? Uh, the Niners. Yeah, Dan Kilgore. The tension mounts. It's like I'm on dial-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you listen very carefully, you can hear that modem working. <laughs> Three, uh, yeah, seven million. Seven million. So Dan Kilgore's just on a seven million three-year deal. Nice for the chap. He's thirty like years as thirty years old, so still in his prime for a yeah. centre. Obviously, worth a decent amount of money if they think he's good for another three years. Jimmy G's going to be pleased with that. The guy passing in the ball is obviously fairly decent. Yep. So yeah, what else? What else have I got? Well, I thought we could have a, just a quick chat about slightly off topic in a way. <laughs> we do love a tangent. Yeah, <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur's new ground. Yeah, okay. It's a world first. Uh, and it's being built by the same company that's already designed 14 NFL stadiums. Really? Really. And they've come up with this. They're going to have two pitches there. Two full-use pitches. One's reclining. No, not reclining. Like, retractable. Yes. They've got a retractable pitch. It can be in three sections. It's going to roll back under the south stand. Okay, And that is your normal sports turf, proper grass, the works. Does it retract outside? I don't think so. So it can only be retracted for a day because it needs sunlight, I presume. Quite possibly. Unless they've got UV lights under the self-stand. Probably. Which, which is possible. Yeah. So then, And then when that rolls away, that will reveal a brand spanking new American football pitch. Artificial. Artificial. Nice. That will be... And because of the way it's made in the ground, they lose about three meet, two, two metres, I think, in the, well, the way the, the top pitch rolls away and the way it all works. Right. And that helps with the angle of how you're going to see everything... How the there's more space on the sidelines for obviously fifty players each side to stand and yeah, watch yeah. and be a part of the game, so it's all sort of gearing towards this can be a long term project for London. So who knows where this might lead in the future? Hopefully not for the London team. Who knows? It's but, too small. Sixty thousand is too small. There's at least six, there will be sixty thousand season ticket holders. So getting a season single ticket, sorry, will almost be impossible. But they had that. The good thing about the pitch dropping is they had that issue at Wembley and Twickenham where they had to put like the uh, tarpaulin around the first few rows to enable people to see down onto the pitch. Yeah. So that's a nice thing that the pitch drops away. Yeah, it has been already been thought of. I didn't know that was the same. T- they built the 15 grounds in America, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Lucky Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> so there we go. Right. That's all Thought the news. Like that. It's all good stuff. Okay. Well, you might as well hit me with your quiz. Well... It is, seeing as we are a fantasy podcast and there's no football, but this is kind of fantasy related. Love it. Quarterback and wide receiver pairs. Okay. Top performers. Top 10. 
Okay. See how many you can get. Do you fancy that? Yeah, yeah. Right, so let me just get the uh, the official list. Uh, and away you go. Uh, number one, Big Ben and Antonio Brown. Is the correct answer. You know, I don't know. I can no. just see the screen. He's definitely not looking at the answers. Number two, Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen. Correct. Is that actually number two? Yeah, that is actually number two as well. Okay. That's a great effort. Uh, okay. Do you want to have a go at number three or do you can try and fill the list? At, in at number... Well, I'm not going to... Number three. Who was number three wide out this season? So, Hopkins has to be in there. Let's just have a scroll down. He is in there. But was it... With, it can't have been with Watson because he didn't play enough games. It was with Watson. It was with Watson. Okay, there's another one. That's three. But that's why they're ranked seven because he didn't play the whole season. Yeah, of course. I didn't so, know whether he got more points with his other quarterback than Watson. No. Shall I tell you which quarterback isn't on this list? Would that help you? Yeah. Brady. Okay. My next one would have been Brady and Cooks. No, they just missed out. Okay. So... Probably because Brady throws more ball at Gronk than anyone else. Yeah. Who else? Um, Let me see. Is Andy Dalton and AJ Green on that list? I don't think they are. No, AJ Green had a poor season. No, they're not. Uh, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. Number three. Are they number three? They're wow, number Michael three. Thomas didn't score that many touchdowns. Um, oh God, who else had a decent season? Jimmy G's not on there. No, he's not on there. That okay. would have been amazing. And <laughs> he played five. Oh, I'm trying to think of fantasy wideouts who performed well. That's a good place to start, to be honest. So, is Matt Ryan and Julio on there? Yes, they are. Okay, they're, they're down at nine. I think yeah, they are. I think Julio only scored three tullies. Yeah, um, nine. Who else? Alex Smith and Tyreek Hill. Yes. Number five. They were number five. Yeah. Have a go at number four. <laughs> I've been trying. Come on, son. <laughs> um, right, go the other way. Standout quarterbacks. Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin. Number ten. Number ten? <laughs> number ten. <laughs> number one quarterback and number ten pairing. Who else? Matt Stafford. Yes. And... Marvin Jones. Yes. Mm, struggling here a little. Cousins on there? He shouldn't. No, his wideouts were terrible. So who are you missing? You're missing number eight. And should I've got number eight? But the look on your face suggests I should have got number eight. Eight and four. They're very well known combos. Four. Four. How can I not get four? Uh, if you think of. <sighs> He's struggling. <laughs> oh. Would you like to know? No, see. Is Jarvis Landry on there? No. Oh. As soon as I tell you one, you'll know the other. Yeah, that's... What colour does they play in? (laughs) Alright, so the team that play number four... Yeah. (laughs) Right. They play in purple. Oh, my God. I don't know what colour purple is. I can't see purples. Who plays in purple? (laughs) Purple and gold. Purple and gold? Give you a clue. Quarterback, it's in his first year with the team. Not first year in NFL, just first year with the team. Oh, my brain's gone to jello. Didn't start the season as their QB1. He's actually sweating, purple, ladies and gentlemen. Purple, no, that's the cola balls we had pre-show. Yeah. Purple, I, don't, I can't think of a... Per, um, this is terrible radio, apologies. Go um, on, son. Dig deep. I can't even think of a place in gold. No, I, I, I don't know. Case Keenum and Adam Thielen. Oh, please don't swear. Definitely blue. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, what was the other one? Oh, okay. Right, so 
One of my favourite sides. Green Bay. No, one of my other favourite sides. Well, they didn't have any good pairs. No, I know, but... Stop tapping your pen, that will come out on the pod. Sorry. Blake Bortles. No. Well, I don't know, who else do you like then? I had their kicker. Ah, oh, okay, Jared Goff. Yep. And Robert Woods. Is my correct answer. We got there in the end. Well done. Good effort. That was awful. Apologies. I would have struggled with that. I know who they all were, but just who they play for and stuff. That's. There we go. That was a quiz. That was a quiz. I enjoyed it. That's 20 minutes. Probably three minutes is going to be scrubbed out to pauses. At least. So we're going to we're gonna try and break down our fantasy quarterbacks. See how they got on this season. We've come up with a rating system of sort of yeah, three, so, three sorry, brackets. Go on, go on, so, no, so explain to the good people what you've managed to do in terms of how have we got to this. I can see some points on the screen. What is it telling me? So... We're not the only podcast, obviously, to do player breakdowns and stuff and comparisons and points. And So what I did is I took some of the other podcasts, sort of the way they went about it, and applied it to our own sort of ranking system. We came up with three brackets. The first bracket being a weak winner. So if your quarterback performed well enough to almost win you the week on his own, if in a comparison against another quarterback, if you had a winning week against a good week, you probably would have ended up winning your week. Um, the second bracket being a good game, so they didn't hurt you. They didn't win you the week, but they were serviceable. And the third bracket is killed your week. That basically bummed you out. And if you didn't have good quarterback points, you probably weren't going to win your week. Uh, Points-wise, we play in a full PPR. Four-point touchdown. And the winning week was anything over 20 points. The killed your week was below 13. And then good games are in the middle. Below 20 and above 13. So after that massive bundle of jargon, let's clear as mud. Just smash straight into it. So I would have quizzed you as to who was number one and so forth, but it's on the screen in front of you. So Russell Wilson comes in as our QB1. Now I imagine he came in at one whatever format you play, and he had an astonishing 10 weeks over 20 points. That is monstrous. That's 62% of his weeks. A big part of that, though, is also how he plays the game. Oh, his rushing yards. Um, yeah. yeah. No doubt, because... What if he had no rushing yards? Don't have that. That would take me <laughs> way too long to do in my head. But I presume that's all, you know, that's some of, the the, game. some of the reason you pick him in fantasy, because yep. you know he's got a good base. So 62% of the weeks, he was, a, he was a weak winner. He had three weeks in the good game, that was for 18%, and then three weeks where he killed you. But only one of those was below, below 10. So, oh. you know, even if he had a bad week, only once did he go below 10. That was it maybe week one or week two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he averaged 21.7 points a game, which is fairly handy. Matt had, f- well, 47 points more overall than the court- next quarterback. Uh, 347.9 points. So that is ginormous, considering he won you 10 weeks. Uh, a little note on our boy, Russell Wilson. Threw for a season high in touchdowns of 34 and that is in part because the team's run game was atrocious. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they had they only had three rushing touchdowns inside the ten, and he really? acc- yeah, the whole team and he accounted for two of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so uh, if I had to guess, Chris Carson was the other one before he got injured, but that's not in front of me. Um, Russell Wilson does this season. You know, I know there's a lot of quarterbacks coming in in the draft, but does would you, do you think that merits this season? Do you think it merits him going as QB one in the draft next year? But yeah, probably. Yeah, you take him over Rogers if he was there. 
Yeah. So you okay? Yeah, because it's not just about uh, no. Because I I just think the way Wilson plays the game, it's just going to score more points. Yeah. Any any of the ones that are mobile and will rush have a chance of outscoring the the big throwers. Absolutely. Uh, and there's there's yeah, mobility definitely comes into it with our quarterback two. Uh, who's two? Cam Newton. Yep. There we are. Six weeks over twenty points, and he won you forty percent of those weeks. It's nice. Yeah, five weeks in good game section, thirty-one percent. So he hit his projected score higher, or sorry, around his projected score anyway. Five weeks that he killed you though. Yeah, he was good or bad fifty percent of the time if he wasn't a week winner, and he busted a third of the time, and he only averaged eighteen point seven for a total of two nine nine. So yeah, fifty points lower than Russell Wilson's. Pretty ridiculous considering he's the quarterback too. 16 interceptions. Yeah, 22 touchdowns, but 16 interceptions and nine fumbles. Uh, they were talking at the beginning of the season how Cam wasn't going to run it as much. That didn't happen. He ran it a lot. And I presume those fumbles are from when he either got sacked or he got hit when running. Yeah. Side note on Cam, he, he's going to require the whole off-season to recover from a knee injury sustained in the playoff loss to the Saints now. It doesn't require surgery, but the whole off-season to recover is quite a long time. I'm not sure how much of that is training camp he's going to miss or whether he'll just be ready for the start of the regular season. So if you're drafting early, uh, it might be wise to stay away from Cam You know, if he doesn't have any practice time. Or if you're drafting late and he has had practice, probably not so much of a risk. Now in at three... Tom Brady was going to be up there, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Highest, well, most powerful offense in the NFL. He was pretty good. He had six weeks where he was over 20 points, and he won you 37.5%. Six weeks, he was good, so that's another 37%. And then four weeks where he was, you know, a loser of the week. That was obviously 25%. Only averaged 185 Now, Brady did have some really, really bad weeks, like lower than a few weeks lower than 10 Yeah, that... that massively hurt I think that's why he's number three yeah he was more efficient than Cam but where he did kill you they were a lot worse than Cam's kill you games which is like we just said pushed him to number three quick obviously everybody saw the Super Bowl throwing for 505 yards I know you said last week he might not be the GOAT but he's got to be in consideration or for me he is he's, he's oh, just he's too- definitely up there I mean I'm only going on what people from the past say for sure a, a couple of other people are mentioned in the same breath but um you only realize half the time you only realize how good someone is once they stopped and once they're not there anymore absolutely so and to do that in the super bowl anyway was a remarkable effort yeah number four really yeah i'm surprised well look how many weeks he was good so if <laughs> yeah. you can't tell by the stunned silence in yeah. the studio i was just taking that in number four is no, i think what's even more important there yeah is that he only had two weeks where he really let you down yeah just missed the consistent I had him. Uh, we haven't mentioned his name yet. It's Alex Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins. <coughs> yeah. Great shout. So it's like a great decision. Looking at this. <laughs> yeah. He had four weeks where he was a weak winner, uh, over twenty points, and this is the stat that pushed him to number four and probably the most consistent quarterback bar Russell Wilson. He had ten weeks where he was good. Now I don't know. I haven't got it in front of me, but those ten weeks might be just above thirteen. But I think they were around the 20 mark, which may be 15. 15 points every week from your quarterback is serviceable if you take him late or even free agency. And he only had two weeks, like Sparky said, where he killed you. Averaged 18.4, so I was just talking about that. 18.4 is only 0.1 less than Brady. Nearly 300 points in total. And let's face it, he didn't quite have, uh, you know, <laughs> who Brady has around him. Yeah. It's what Smith had to work with, yeah. 
And and you know Brady, like for instance, in our league, Stu took Brady in four or five. Yeah. Nobody took Smith, um, oh. and I picked him up free agency. So, if you're talking, I mean, total points wise, there was seven hundredths of a point yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. What's oh, that? Yeah. Seven yards. So, I mean, if you're talking taking a round fifth pick of a wide out or a running back compared to a free agent, I know which one I'm going to take yeah. all day, every day. He was consistent. That was it. In at number five, your boy Carson Wentz. He was awesome. He was awesome. Now, to be number five is astonishing, considering he only played 13 games. Yeah. Now, this stat is... The next three lines are breathtaking. Carson Wentz was a weak winner 61.5% of the time of his eight weeks. So, eight of his 13 weeks, he won you the week. He only had five good weeks, and he had zero bad weeks. So, not once, if you played Carson Wentz, did he go under 13 points. It's wow. absolutely ludicrous. Average 17. But it's also uh, what do you call it, a sign of just how well the Eagles are playing as well as the team. They showed no fear. A very aggressive approach to playing the game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Wentz is obviously at the forefront of that. I mean, he got injured during his four-touchdown game against the Rams. Yeah. Where he ran it in. You know, all reports on his near good. Barring a late setback, he should be good to go for training camp. He was stood up, obviously, with his leg brace on at... Super Bowl, and I think he started weight-bearing training the day after the Super Bowl. I mean, we'd had similar injuries. Once I was weight-bearing, it took me two months, three months to get back to fully functional. I mean, my fully functional is nowhere near as the same as Carson Wentz's fully functional. All things aside, along those stats, he's got to be considered as one of the top quarterbacks in next year's draft. I think if everything else stays the same, I think I'd be prepared to take him around five or six I know I just said that, you know, you're going to take Brady in four or five. If Wentz is there, they've locked Jeffrey up. Aguilar Hall's pretty good. Zach Ertz. Yep, enough said. Take him early. Now, quarterback six is an interesting one. Uh, I probably wouldn't have guessed that he was in our top ten, and it's Kirk Cousins. He won seven weeks for you, which is 43%, which is, you know, nearly 50% of his weeks were winning, which was really good. He also only had three good games, though, so... Unfortunately, he lost you six weeks. 37% of the time playing somebody who's going to lose you the week is not ideal. Who knows where we'll be next season? We don't know. Hopefully at the Broncos. (laughs) Um, But he did still average 17 points, which is, considering he lost you six weeks, 17's not a bad score. If I had to gamble on a number, those six weeks he lost you were pretty close to the 13 mark we've set as a lost week. So Cousins did, however, lose two 1,000-yard receivers in the off-season last year in uh, Djax and Pierre Garçon. They, but the season prior, they both scored over 1,000 yards. Had to replace that with Terrell Pryor on the one-year prove-it that he didn't prove it and he was just trash. Not sure what's going to happen in Washington with a misconsistent Alex Smith would be able to bridge that gap who knows he did throw 27 touchdowns Cousins this year but also throwing 13 interceptions yeah got to sort of wait until the 14th of March when the free agent market opens we'll see what yeah. happens I've got a little bit on dates coming up to sort of keep your mouth watering throughout the off season <laughs> uh, who's number 7 Matt Stafford he had 4 winning weeks which is about a quarter yep. of his games he was good for 9 weeks though Pretty impressive. Pretty consistent again. Yep. Only had three bad weeks, uh, averaging 17.1 points. Uh, and he threw for 29 touchdowns, 10 inceptions in a mediocre season for the Lions. Yeah. Did you write that? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big word. Yeah, they weren't that good. 
they weren't good enough per se to smash it fantasy wise a few more results here and there and that could change completely next season uh, another late sleeper i think without a shadow of a doubt number eight was phil rivers which when you think he was the number two pairing with keenan allen in your quiz earlier maybe you should have been a bit higher than quarterback eight he only won you four weeks they had a really slow start yeah they did know. they had a couple of games well nfl wise they could have won with a kick yeah he was good though, 90, 90% for nine weeks of the season, which is consistent, 56%. And yeah, he, I brought him in for a bit. Yeah, you did. And he only killed you in three weeks, averaged 17, pretty much exactly the same numbers as Matty Stafford you just talked about. Yeah. But when he had a bad week, good Lord, did he have a bad week. <laughs> but I think that was the Chargers. In- yeah, yeah, that's not so much a personal reflection. No. Of that. They just... They did capitulate a couple of times, yeah. didn't they? I mean, when the Chargers' D was supposed to be fire, I played them and they... Hurt you bad. Damp squib. So, but having, <laughs> you know... squib, <laughs> Having the bounce back Keenan Allen this year, really, really interesting. Helped Rivers out a lot. Do you think... I know this is your first season and Keenan Allen was really good, but the season before that, he's been he's injury-prone massively, Keenan Allen. Do you think he's going to have another good season next year? If he stays fit, there is no reason why not. Absolutely not. No reason why not. Uh, I traded him away the week before he got good as well, which is annoying. You're not missing Meg, what can we say? <sighs> no, I'm not. Number nine, Drew Brees. Three weeks. Yeah. He won the matchup. He, he was, won you the matchup. He was just consistent. He, yeah, it. but ten weeks was good. So it's a solid though, it's a solid pick. Yeah. You've got to say sixty two percent. 10 good weeks so he's hitting his projected score near enough uh, 3 weeks he hurt you though with less than 13 but he never went below 10 yep. so that's a, that's a pretty reasonable effort he had the worst year for yardage yep. as they look more to the run game well yeah I mean why wouldn't you Yeah, but <laughs> why wouldn't you the first time Drew Brees has gone under 30 touchdowns since 2008 oh really yeah he only scored 23 this year. One of the first years he went under 5,000 yards as well. He only had 4,300 this year. So will it change next year? I don't think so. Not no. the weapons they got, unless someone finds a way to stop it. Yeah. And then rounding off the 10 is Big Ben. Now, Big Ben this year was not Big Ben of, of recent years. His generally Big Ben's home road, home and road split, sorry, is appalling. He's really good at home, terrible on the road. You play him in his matchups. This year, didn't really have a split, but he only won you three weeks 18% of the time. He had nine good weeks um, and five weeks under the 13 point. This is slightly skewed because he didn't play week 17. So he may well have had 10 good weeks. Yeah. It was against the Browns. Oh, yeah. Fair so enough. Yeah. even though he was missing week 17 with most of Pittsburgh stars, Brown was injured, Bell was out. He was still serviceable. I just... We'll have to wait and see what happens in Pittsburgh. Will he play again? Yeah, I think he'll be back. He wants to play again, and it will help if they sign the deal up with Bell early on. Bell didn't participate in any training camp last year. Really? No, not one bit, because he was stalling for his contract. And he said to them, look, if you don't sort my contract out, I'm not going to play until regular season. Now, that's all very well. You can stay at home and work out and get fit as much as you can, but that is not going to help your rapport with your quarterback or your offensive line as a running back. So for him to turn up rusty week one, it's going to take him a few weeks yeah. to get into. So if they sell, if they sign Bell up nice and early this year, get him on a contract, have him in spring training, you know, going through workout drills, coming on to week one, it could be a completely different story for Big Ben and Bell. Brown will obviously be fit again. They've got the re- Juju now. See, first season as a rookie. That's about it. 
unfortunately my notes do stop there and I don't have the average for Big Ben. So yeah, interesting. I would like to have seen the stats for the worst quarterbacks. For the worst quarterbacks? But we did have a good laugh at the, the Broncos, the Browns. Yeah. Uh... Let's see if I can drag it up quickly of our league. Do you think Jarvis Landry, being our PPR league, do you think he's going to stay at the Dolphins? Is his contract up? Yeah. Well, I think they would would regret letting him go. Absolutely. But... <laughs> Where do you think? Wait, it... No, no, I don't know. That's, I was just just quickly trying to think who needs a who needs a wide receiver one, really. That one doesn't really have one, or you know he's gonna he's gonna want to see a lot of the ball. He's not gonna be one to play second fiddle to someone else. But if he's gonna go somewhere else, he's got to be challenging. I don't see. A, he wouldn't want to take a step back. No, no. So. It's an interesting one. Yeah. What does he do? Um, does he? Uh, well, the other thing is cap space, isn't it? It's all well and good saying he could go Patriots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he could go to the Patriots because they've got a decent cap space available. He's the good receiver fit there as well because you know he's a short, short catch man. He's not a speed merchant. Doesn't go down the field on nine routes catching long touchdown passes. He's yeah. just. Reception, 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 reception. Getting you 5, 10, 15 yards. And Brady, you know, he's getting older, losing a bit of arm strength. That could be the ideal man. I mean, he's got Gronk, but to have both of those on the team, watch out. I'm not sure whether, I don't know who else, you know, if Crabtree moves on, Ra- the, the Raiders, Raiders. Yeah. or the 49ers, he yeah. could go there. That, that would be good. That would be good. Imagine him and Jimmy G, electric. That would be good. I like that. So Make it happen. Okay, I'll put so I'm sure all the teams are listening to our pod. I've got the quarterbacks of our league up in front of me, and just all the people down here, they didn't play every game. No, no, no. no. Um, Let's concentrate. Sort of the first person to play most of the games, Mitchell Trubisky, did he play? I don't know how many games he's played. Jay Cutler, now he played most of the games. Yeah, he did. So let's have a look. I think quick... Trubisky played most of the games as well. Yeah, so Jay Cutler. Two games he didn't play. Uh, one, oh, and against Buffalo, he hardly did anything. So he, uh, but Mark got injured. He only had two weeks over twenty. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Well, the Buffalo yeah. game can't be counted. Yeah. So seven, yeah, seven times Jay Cutler killed you, and then the other times like thirteen, eleven, fourteen. Sorry, fifteen. That's about it. Jay Cutler was terrible. Now is that him or is that the team? Is that? The Dolphins need a new QB, or is that... Well, Ryan Tannehill was injured, so that obviously doesn't help. Quick look at his stats while we're trawling through. Yeah, he played 14 games, 19 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. I mean, that's, that's going to hurt. That's going to kill you. Um, we had 18 the year before. <laughs> no, a couple of years before that. When was that? With the Bears. Uh, 2014 with the Bears. But He's got previous. He is the kind of guy... I mean, he had 26 <laughs> interceptions there in 2009 with the Bears. He is the kind of guy who just doesn't care, so Jay Cutler was pretty terrible. But apart from Joe Flacco played most of the season, he had 185 points. Jameis Winston, 201. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I Dak just... Prescott was 11, Goff was 12, Bortles was 13, Keenum and Allen were 14 and 15, Andy Dalton's a long way down there at 17, Marcus Mariota at 18. We expect a bit more from him next year. Yep. But other than that, that's, that's pretty Dalton's much... Dalton's quite old, isn't he? Yeah. Um, is he carrying on? As far as I'm aware, we'll just drag up his player card quickly. How old is he? He's th- he's only 30. Oh, I so I say he's, he's younger than me. Doesn't Sorry, I thought he was older than that. No, no, that's fine. He threw 25 touchdowns. They had a bad season, the Bengals. 
Their offensive line let them down terribly. So that would be somewhere I would definitely address in the draft. That's the quarterback rankings now. We hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Um, <laughs> That's good though. It's very, very insightful. Yeah. Uh, it, took me a, it took me a little while to... I quite enjoyed writing all the stuff down and getting all the stats and stuff. We are going to do one for the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. We'll have a little look at the DST. I think what we should try and do as well yeah, is pull these stats together and put them up on our Twitter and Instagram pages, especially as we look towards next season. Okay. And it will help maybe help the uh, listeners if they're selecting who they may or may not to go for. And if they lose, if they don't get option on that one, who else they could go for? Yeah. Might be quite useful. I can write up maybe just the one sentence on each, try and get it in one page, and then we can put it up as a picture and just yeah. stats and stuff. So that's not a bad idea. If there's anything else you want us to include in our running backs, wide outs, yep. you know, hit us up on Twitter and Insta. It's at 5yardrush, spelled yeah. 5yrd rush. Let us know what you think. Um, if we did a poor job, let us know and we'll try and improve. If you enjoyed <laughs> it, let us know and we'll thank you. That sort of thing. So, Are you ready for Rookie Corner? Not, oh, we can do it if you want. Try to Ricky Corner. Go on then, if you've got some. I've got, I've got one. Ah, okay, okay. Go on then. We'll do that first. Well, can you go through the different types of kickoff for the games? So I can have an onside kick. Yeah. A normal kickoff. The legendary squib. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? Well, there is only technically two kick. Oh God, this guy. If I'm wrong again here, Pittsburgh. I'm dreadfully sorry. Um, again, at us on the socials and. I'll apologise, but as far as I am aware, and I have only ever seen two types of kickoff: the regular kickoff, where it gets knocked down to the end of the field and tried to return, or the onside kick, which is the ball has to travel ten yards, and it's just the sort of kick to left or right of the field if you want. And the opposing line is all lined up on the other side of ten yards, so that's to try and get the ball back from a fumble or something like that. If you give up, you give up a lot of field position though. If you fail the onside kick, they basically start on the halfway line. Uh, on the regular kick, you can do the squib, which I think is just a dirty toe poke, and the ball goes end over end, bouncing about. And a bit of a lottery. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's designed to gain the ball back or to try and force, you know, a turnover by the defender's moving about because he's not sure where the squib is going, so you can get on top of him early. Yeah, it would stop a touchback, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just a sky kick. So the ball goes up really high and then it comes down and normally the guy swings his arm and takes a fair catch. All right. So my next question. Oh, another one, yeah. What's a lateral? A lateral pass. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, so it's a bit like rugby in the sa- in the sense that you have to pass the ball backwards. And can anyone pass it to anyone? I don't know. <laughs> He's just trying to set me up for <laughs> failure here, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's something hard on a minute. <laughs> I presume anybody, because obviously on the last play of the game, you see it passed around a lot if they need a touchdown. I know the ball has to go backwards, so when a quarterback throws it to a running back or a wideout, he can then throw it as long as he's behind the line of scrimmage, I believe, on a normal play. He can then throw it forward, sorry. Whereas on a lateral, I think you can run forward, throw it backwards, as long as the ball goes backwards. Yeah, I do do remember talking about um, when Mariota caught his own pass and he said no it was legal because he hadn't gone to the line of scrimmage yeah. before he threw the ball because obviously a quarterback playing a read can just start charging forward but think. then at what point can they start carry on charging forward and then just think oh I can't throw it now or it obviously no, it's to, the, to the scrimmage to the line of yeah. scrimmage otherwise you could run halfway up the <laughs> yeah. field and then someone could be open on the other side and throw it to them so it is yeah. just to the line of scrimmage alright 
Interesting. Anything else you want to try and tie me up and embarrass me on air about? Ah, uh, there was something just to sort of. It's gone now. I'd have to. I'd have to try and uh, pick something out. Did you see? Oh, just on the side. Did you see the Jags are getting new helmets and uniforms? No. Yeah, their helmets. They got inf- London logos on. Hopefully, <laughs> their helmets infamous for being a two-tone black and gold, like yep. fade. And they want. Are you to sure get- about those colours being coloured? I'm pretty sure it's black and gold. Right, okay. Uh, now I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> And they've also removed the tarpaulin around the top tier of their stadium to encourage more fans. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. So, which is good news for football in general. Have you thought of that other question yet? No, I haven't. Right. It's gone. So, as we alluded to earlier, we're both bummed out about there being no football on Sundays. Nothing. But before me, I have information about the off-season, which might keep you interested. Okay. These are all dates between now and the start of the season in which stuff is going on, okay. stuff for you to keep interested in, keep an eye on, because it could all help. So February the 20th is the first day for teams to designate the franchise tag. Okay. So expect maybe Bell to be done on that. Maybe Cousins. It'd be interesting to see what they do with Cousins there. It's only five days away. Yeah. Then on March the 6th, the deadline for teams to designate franchise tags happens. So if it isn't done by then, they're not franchising them. March 12th to 14th. Teams are permitted to contact and negotiate contracts with agents of players who will become unrestricted free agents. They can't be finalised until the start of the league year, but this is when big moves may well happen. March 14th, 2018 league begins. This opens free agency. So put it in your diary, March 14th, expect stuff to happen. Is that always a busy day, is it? I'm not sure. I don't know whether it's like deadline day in football. Uh, Surely not the first day, would it? No, but... You know, if you want to get a player in early for training camp, yep. although training camp is around April. So March 25th to 28th is when the annual league meeting happens. All the GMs get together, talk yep. about rule changes and stuff if that wants to happen. Oh, okay. That can be an interesting period. April 2nd, this is when teams that have hired new head coaches are permitted to go work out, start their off-season workouts and training. Oh. April 16th, teams with returning head coaches are then permitted to begin off-season workouts. So it's not that far away, really. A couple of months, teams will be starting to work out. We'll start to see what happens. You know, who's got a good rapport with who, that sort of stuff. Because I imagine all the free agency is going to be wanting to be done by then. Yep. Because they want to be in training. Although, surely, with that said, if a coach is overseeing training and he's not happy with something, he's seen lack of options or performance yeah. of certain they then players in those early days. Yeah. They've still got time to make changes. It's not a bad, bad point. Now, the big one. April 26th. April 28th the draft in Arlington Texas um, I did forget to mention that on the 27th of, to the, of February to the 5th of March is the NFL scouting combine so the players will do their yeah. combine tests and people get to see um, yeah then April 26th is the draft obviously the 26th being the first round yeah. important day unfortunately less and less news is done on the later rounds because people aren't as excited um, May 4th Fourth uh, to the seventh, teams are permitted to hold one three-day mini. Th- sorry, one three-day mini camp with drafted, signed, or tryout rookies. So this is when the first time we'll get to see rookies in action for their teams. All right. Then July sixteenth is the deadline for players who receive franchise designations to sign a multi-year contract. So if they haven't signed a contract by then, they're free agents. So stuff all the way up until July. Then in August, the first Hall of Fame game comes along. Yeah. Drafts will be, be in touching distance. Fantasy drafts will be well underway by then. Yeah. September comes around and, bosh, we're in. 
So it isn't that long, really. There's always something going on, something we yeah. can report on. And well, that's it. Five days till um, whatever it is you just said, and uh, <laughs> we can't say it talk about next week. That's yeah. a relief, isn't it? First day of designation for franchises. Yeah, here we go. So that's so us. We can put that on our Twitter. Yeah, you can put that on your because you're the Twitter man. Anything else you want to poke holes in? <laughs> Nothing. No. <laughs> no. No, I think we're good. Yeah. So don't forget, guys, support the show. Find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sorry. Yeah. Stitcher and Podbean. Give us a like. Send us a review, even if it's a bad one. Any review. <laughs> well, well, it's not that far. No, because if it is bad, we can try and improve on the subjects we're not great at. Um, we are both, you know, fairly new to the NFL world, so we're learning as we're going. And if you've got any quick questions for Rookie Corner... Yes, send in can, Rookie uh, Corner questions. We do enjoy those. Yeah, hit us up on socials. Again, it's at 5 Yard Rush. From me, that's pretty much it. Yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys. Yeah, speak to you next week. Take it easy. Keep rushing. Bye. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 